0: This is the Washington State Indivisible podcast, part of the Demcast family of podcasts. I'm your host, Stefan Cox. Today, in conjunction with Indivisible Plus Washington, we present a panel discussion on Referendum 90, or R90, a ballot measure that would affirm a state Senate bill that would mandate teaching age appropriate comprehensive sexual health education in schools. And to introduce it is Lizelle Rabugio. She is a field director with the American Civil Liberties Union of Washington, and she is the R90 campaign co manager. Hi, Lizelle.
1: Hi, Stefan. Thanks for having me today.
0: I'm so glad that you're with us because, you know, we've been hearing a lot about R90 and I know that you've been working on the campaign to approve. So very briefly, for people who may not be familiar at this point, just tell us a little bit about the backstory of R90 and how we got here.
1: Sure. So as you said, approving R90 would uphold a Senate bill, that's Senate Bill 5395, that was passed earlier this year that will provide age-appropriate and comprehensive sex education, And um, when the bill was signed into law, there were uh, groups of people who disagreed with comprehensive sex education and they gathered enough signatures to put this referendum on the ballot. And our campaign, Approve 90, is here to ensure that no child is left in the dark by ensuring that all public schools offer comprehensive, age-appropriate, medically accurate sex education to children.
0: And I would just add for people who may not be familiar, uh, parents are able to opt out of this, correct?
1: Absolutely. The ultimate authority lies with the parents. And so they do have the ability to opt their children out if they don't agree with with sex education. But we hope they won't. And we hope they won't for these three reasons, because research has shown That when people, when young people have access to comprehensive sex education, it prevents sexual assault because young people will have the information to learn how to respect other people's personal boundaries. They'll learn about consent and they'll learn how to say and receive a no. Research also shows us when young people have access to comprehensive sex education that they can avoid unintended pregnancies and sexually transmitted infections. And finally, approving R90 is so important for children because it will provide young people with the information and the tools that they need to identify unhealthy relationships, especially if they're in abusive situations and experiencing child sexual abuse. They'll learn how to identify a trusted adult and they'll get the communication tools to express what's happening to them and to get the help that they need.
0: Thank you for that. And, and we will get into all of those points in detail in the panel discussion. Uh, just briefly tell us who is on the panel discussion that we're about to hear.
1: So you'll hear from Joseph Lockman, who is the policy analyst at Asian Counseling and Referral Service. You'll also hear from Lillian Lanier who is the Organizing and Political Director at NARAL Pro-Choice Washington. And you'll also hear from Annie Horsman Adams with Women's Spirit Coalition, and Katherine Cleland with AAUW and also Indivisible.
0: It's a great lineup. Any last thoughts from you before we begin?
1: I would just like to remind folks that they are receiving their ballots very soon um, if they haven't gotten it in the mail already. And we urge your listeners and supporters to approve R90 to ensure that no child is left in the dark and they get access to comprehensive, age-appropriate, medically accurate sex education to help keep young people in Washington safe and healthy.
0: Terrific. Lizelle Rabugio, thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me
0: and out the panel discussion on R90. Hello
2: everyone, my name is Joseph Shoji Lockman. I use he and his pronouns, um, and I am the policy analyst at Asian Counseling and Referral Service. Um, I actually also happen to be part of the advisory council for Seattle Indivisible. I'm helping to represent um, Asian American Pacific Islander communities. Um, and um, ACRS is a part of the broader Asian Pacific Islander Coalition of Washington supporting, uh, which supports um, uh, Referendum 90, um, Safe and Healthy Youth Washington, and I'm also helping to represent um, our communities on the Approve R90 Advisory Committee. Uh, so thank you again so much for the time to um, speak about um, Referendum 90. Um, I think many of you So I think some folks may remember um, back during the 2020 legislative session pre-pandemic when uh, the legislature passed and gross substitute Senate Bill 5395, um, helping to ensure that we have comprehensive sexual health and affirmative consent education. Um, APIC Washington was proud to support this and continues um, to support the referendum. Um, And um, joining me uh, this evening to help inform folks about the referendum and why so many different community organizations and um, communities across Washington support this. I'm joined by um, Lillian, who's uh, with NARAL Pro-Choice Washington. Um, Lillian, I'm handing it over to you.
3: Awesome. Thanks so much, Joseph. Um, Yeah, as Joseph mentioned, my name is Lillian. Um, I work with NARAL, and I use she, her pronouns, and I, too, Um, We, as NARAL, are members of the Approve 90 campaign, working to approve um, Referendum 90 on the ballot this November. I know that you all are joining this call. I think because you're already familiar and supportive with R90. Um, but just as a reminder for folks who may be seeing this later, who aren't, um, approved 90 is a referendum that will be on the Washington um, November 2020 ballot. Um, that, as Joseph said, is about approving um, SB 5395, um, which will um, uh, create comprehensive uh, mandatory. Uh, sex education in all Washington school districts that is age-appropriate and um, includes comprehensive, um, that is focused on affirmative consent. And so we wanted to kick off this presentation um, talking through some of the kind of messaging tips and tricks, um, letting you know why we're excited about Referendum 90 and also why Um, What are some of the ways that you can be talking about Referendum 90 with other folks in your indivisible groups and also with friends and family? Um, So reasons to approve Referendum 90. We want to approve Referendum 90 because too many students in Washington don't receive sex education, putting them at risk of abuse, unintended pregnancies, and sexually transmitted infections. We know that this legislation um, is keeping kids healthy. Um, And it's giving them the information they need to take care of themselves. We want to approve 90 because it will give kids experiencing abuse the tools and language they need to get help. Children who are being sexually abused often don't understand what is happening until someone provides them with the tools and language they need to communicate it with a trusted adult. We know this keeps kids safe. And finally, we need to approve 90 because young people need access to information and resources about healthy relationships to help them understand how to respect personal boundaries, ask for consent, and learn how to say and receive a no. So this is just a reminder that all students in Washington deserve access to um, affirmative consent education. And so here are some examples of that messaging and action. This is from Dr. Elizabeth Mead, who's with the Washington chapter um, of the American Academy of Pediatrics. Um, And this is her quote saying, young people in every community deserve honest, accurate and inclusive information that helps them make good decisions about protecting themselves and their futures. And then we have another example um, from um, Patricia Flores in Tacoma, who's with the Washington Coalition of Sexual Assault Programs. And here she is saying, approve R-90 um, because it helps children experiencing abuse and sexual assault now by giving them the tools they need to communicate it with a trusted adult. And again, these are just examples of that messaging um, that we are encouraging everyone who wants to approve our um, 90 to practice in real time. And the next slide we have um, <laughs> is titled, Contrary to What You May Have Heard. And this looks at um, you know, addressing some of the misinformation that folks may be sharing about this bill and this referendum and doubling down on the truth of what's in Senate Bill 5395 Affirming the many reasons, you know, why it's so popular and why it's so critical that we pass um, Referendum 90. Students need sex education now. Young people need to know how to prevent abuse now as much as ever. In fact, nationally, 34% of all child sexual abuse victims are assaulted by the time they're 12. Um, You know, we are hearing some opponents say, We need to focus on other priorities, et cetera, and we're reminding folks that the time for this is now. We cannot afford to wait um, to pass Referendum 90. Another is that sex education is age-appropriate. Approving 90 will not teach kindergartners to have sex, but it will cover healthy friendships and how to identify trusted adults, So um, so children have the tools to avoid sexual assault and sexual predators. Again, this sex education is age appropriate. It is created by professionals, approved by legislators, and is really focused on giving kids and um, students the information they need to to stay healthy. And then finally, parents retain the ultimate authority with the ability to review lesson plans and even opt their children out. So for folks who, um, you know, are concerned about the curriculum, it's a reminder that um, this legislation and approving 90 will maintain ultimate control um, and local control um, in those school districts. So every district will decide for themselves what curriculum they wanna use. Parents will be invited into that conversation, will get to review lesson plans and can ultimately opt their children out if um, they feel like that's the best fit for their families. And so, you know, I think it's just a reminder for messaging with R90 that we want folks to um, speak from a place of enthusiasm about what is in this bill and speak to the truths of the law. We know that the majority of Washingtonians support sex education. And so the work with us and for us with this referendum is just to remind folks about um, how critical it is and what exactly is at stake with this referendum. Um, And so focus on talking about sexual assault prevention, on prevention of STIs and unintended pregnancy, and also teaching affirmative consent. And um, I guess final tips are, uh, we want folks to say approve 90 as much as possible. Um, If you're writing about it, if you're writing an email, if you're talking to friends, um, you know, the first five words out of your mouth should Uh, include Approve90, because we want to remind folks what we're asking them to do and what side we're on. And then, you know, encourage each of us as we're having these conversations to um, say why we personally support it. Um, I think this messaging is, um, you know, a really helpful reminder of why why, uh, sex education is so popular. But, you know, talk about why as a parent, as a teacher, you know, as a student, as a young person, um, as an aunt, et cetera, This legislation is important to you because I think it a helps drive that personal connection and also, um, you know, puts those talking points in your voice um, and your accredited messenger on this issue. Um, so, in terms of messaging tips, that's what we've got, and would love to pass it, I think, to Larry next on um, Indivisible's
4: endorsement. I think it's gonna be uh, Larry and Annie sort of jointly uh, talking about Indivisible Plus Washington's endorsement. Awesome.
5: Hi, hi. I'm Annie Forsman-Adams. So I'm with Indivisible Plus Washington. I'm also a member of the Suquamish tribe and live here on the Port Madison Indian Reservation. Um, And I'm also the program director for the Washington State Native American Coalition Against Domestic Violence and Sexual Assault. So um, I'm excited to talk to you all about some of the reasons why we have uh, decided to go to endorse um, R90 and some of the reasons, um, as Lillian was just talking about, how, why it's personally uh, very important and very meaningful to me to pass this, this legislation. As someone who lives and works in a community where we experience Uh, very high rates of child sex abuse and um, we see that very often and adult sexual assault. And we know that when, uh, as was said earlier, when children and young adults are given these tools in a way that empowers them to talk about their experiences and empowers them to be knowledgeable about the things that are happening in their own bodies um, and with their own bodies, they are more likely to disclose abuse. They're more likely to look for ways to heal from that abuse that are healthy and productive. And it stops the cycle of that traumatic cycle where we see um, the just con- kind of constant trauma responses um because they're given those tools to really understand and express what they what they are uh experiencing and i'd be able to identify it so um i think that the next point we want to make is that it really provides access to information and information is really powerful and in this case information sh- uh, can save lives in a lot of, sen- in, a, in a very real sense. And the, uh, I, the extreme emphasis on affirmative consent in a way that teaches that there are two parts to the story. There is saying a no, and there is receiving a no, and that those both need to, um, we, there needs to be space for both of those in a way that really acknowledges um, the, and respects the experiences of both pers- both people. And um, then the next point is that young people who receive quality sex education can make better life decisions in general. Um, they are able to identify more and um, more productive coping mechanisms. They're able to, and this has all been very well established in research and um, kind of across the board. So they are less likely to engage in behavior that may seem risky, and they're also less vulnerable to exploitation, um, either through abuse or through things even like sex trafficking. And then finally, um, and we really want to focus on how important the um, abstinence only education part is to the race, uh, the issue of race equity and abstinence only education is very prevalent in communities that have high populations of black and brown students. And those students end up being uh, disproportionately affected by misinformation, poor information or information that disempowers them in a way that blocks access to services and access to the tools they need to live healthy lives. So, oh Larry, if you want me to kick it over to you right here, if you want me to go through these two points. Well,
6: I can pick up the last couple of points. Thanks, Annie.
7: Yeah.
6: Uh, hi, I'm Larry Barrett. Um also with um, Indivisible Plus Washington um, and do double duty with with Indivisible on Whidbey Island. Um, So a couple of additional points that were um, important uh, to Indivisible plus Washington's endorsement of R-90, but I think are also good points to keep in mind when we're having conversations with friends and neighbors um, who might have some concerns about R-90. Um, Well, first to mention, uh, we we did mention this earlier, um, R-90 contains a very strong opt-out right Uh, for parents and guardians. In fact, the opt-out right in R90 is actually stronger um, than what we have in existing law. Um, So if you beat somebody who says, I want to make certain that I have the final say in uh, the education that that my child receives, you can tell them, vote for R90, it will strengthen your rights as a parent and a guardian. second point that i think puts some people's minds at ease uh, depending if you point to any school district in washington state the chances are better than not that that school district already meets the comprehensive sexual health education standards under r90 so this will also help put people's minds at ease in terms of the idea that R-90 might be providing something that they're not used to, uh, they're, not, they're not accustomed to. Chances are their um, their you know, child in the Washington State School Systems is already receiving this education. Um, but R-90 is, is incredibly important because there are numbers of children who are not receiving this education. And whether or not a child receives um, the kind of instruction that we're talking about should not depend on that child's zip code. Um, this is a, this this is an important equity issue. Um, everybody deserves the same education. With that, let's go back
4: to William um, to let us know how can we help. Yes,
3: so there are many many ways that folks can plug in on the campaign right now, and we um, are welcoming every. Um, Thing you can do to support with an enthusiastic yes um the number one ask we have right now is around help with um getting out the vote and participating in field efforts being transparent it really is the like number one two and three thing you can do (laughs) to help the campaign right now we are um i think it's 26 days out from election day and are really working to get the word to voters across Washington about why they need to approve 90 and letting them know that approved 90 is on the ballot. Um, and so the um, safe and healthy youth campaign approved 90 is hosting many, many um, get out the vote efforts. We have weekly phone banking and text banking on Wednesdays. Um, there are two shifts on Wednesdays. Um, so you can join us <laughs> twice, uh, twice on Wednesdays from four to six and again from six to eight. And because um, all these activities are all the phone banking and text banking is happening virtually, um, you can join from anywhere in the state. Um, And these events are being hosted by organizers with the campaign. Um, The Planned Parenthood field staff is doing a great job of kind of helping us all to anchor these events. And so um, please know that um, if you attend any of those events um, you don't need to do anything to prepare beforehand. We've got scripts written, the um, universe is cut, um, the phone bank is set up. Um, You'll be given a login, so quite literally showing up um, is, is all that's required. Um, and then in addition to um, Wednesday phone banks and text banks, we also have um, contactless lit drops that are happening over the weekend. So um, these are being hosted again in um, probably four or five cities throughout the state on a weekly basis, um, Tacoma, Olympia, Mount Vernon, Bellingham, Spokane, Seattle. Um, so if you live near one of those places and wanna join for one of those lit drops, um, we also have links for that. Um, John will be sharing out um, a PDF that has every sign-up link that is with the campaign right now um, <laughs> so that you can see these dates um and uh, click what works best for you Um, and if you happen to live in a place where one of those lit drops is not being hosted but you want to get out on the doors you want to carry lit um, to some of the houses in your neighborhood or if indivisible has certain folks you all want to target there's also an email listed in that pdf where you can um, write to someone from the campaign and they can set you up with literature um and get you everything you need to get out on the doors um, to have some COVID-safe um, GOTV activities. And so, uh, really, if you can come for one or two of these events, if you can bring two or three friends, I think it's, you know, a really um, funky year to be doing campaigning. And so, just straight up, you know, everybody in the room is another hundred calls we can make, and we are trying to get the word out as far as possible. So that is my hard push for field efforts. (laughs) Um, Please join us. Um, And then other opportunities we have, um, we're asking folks to write letters to the editor. And so um, also in this uh, PDF, there's an LTE writing guide um, that includes messaging, that includes um, some kind of reminders about what makes for a strong letter to the editor, and then also has some examples on um, kind of what those could look like. And so, um, you know, grateful for the um, comms team who created that document and made it so easy. Um, Catherine has just dropped it in the chat, so feel free to uh, give it a look yourself. But again, we need to get this word out in local papers and um, get outside our own networks, get outside our own social media streams. And so if you can take the 20 minutes and write a letter to the editor and submit it to your local paper, you know, it's not really it's... Papers like the Seattle Times are not the target as much as it is kind of um, the local tribune um, or the local daily news where you live. Um, and if you have questions about where to submit, again, um, you know, there are many emails in the PDF. Um, and John, please feel free to share my email as well, um, you know, I'm sure, or Catherine's or Joseph's, but we'd be happy to um, connect folks and um, make some suggestions about where to submit those. And then um, hosting slash donating yourself is one major ask we have right now. We're running um, a uh, really grassroots campaign. I'm proud to share that we have over 180 organizational endorsements, um, which is really fantastic. And, um, you know, we are not backed by some of the uh, same big money funders that our opponents are. And so um, we are in a final push around fundraising. And every dollar we make is another, um, you know, uh, allows us to push out another TV ad, buy some more airtime, and make sure that we're um, getting the word out wide and far. And so there's a link to donate in that PDF. And additionally, if you feel like you have, um, you know, friends and neighbors and folks in your network who, need to learn about our 90 and who also might be inclined to um, give a contribution, uh, we encourage you to host a house party. And Catherine just posted um, Tyler, who's one of our um, fantastic consultants with the campaign, who can get you set up with a house party toolkit um, and makes it super easy to host one of those. And I know the campaign would be happy to kind of offer a speaker in case you want to have someone come talk about our um, 90 to those folks. I think a final note is just around social media. Um, Again, on this elusive PDF, there'll be links to the campaign um, website, campaign Facebook, campaign Instagram, and campaign Twitter. Um, And they're in the chat as well now. Thank you so much, Catherine. it would be wonderful to have you follow these streams and also share the resources that are coming through on these streams. We've had folks recording videos, sharing why they support our um, 90. You know, folks have been writing op-eds and letters to the editor. And as these are coming out, it would be really great to have folks share these on your organizational pages and also on your personal pages to make sure that um, these are getting as much play in as many places as possible. And I guess a final note is that there's, we have um, a one pager translated in a number of different languages. Um, We've got um, translations in Korean, Vietnamese, Marshallese, Russian, Ukrainian, Spanish, Chinese simplified, Chinese traditional, um, and then also soon to have um, translated resources in Punjabi, Somali, and Arabic. And so if those are, um, I think Catherine and John are working on getting those kind of saved and dispersible, but please know that they, those are there um, and um, we encourage folks to share them wide and far. Um, and I guess, uh, Catherine Joseph, do you have actions to add there that I might not have thought of um, that we should be uplifting?
2: Um, thanks Lillian for sharing that. I was also just wanted to really um, uplift also the, the translations and if, um, you know, if, if folks have you know, anything that they don't think is covered, please feel free to, you know, just let someone know. But um, yeah, other than that, just really, um, I I did share um, just a few links that, um, you know, kind of help to answer just some frequently asked questions as well as on um, the campaign website and the Facebook page. Um, definitely just please um, yeah, make sure you can look there for um, following kind of what's going on, what endorsements have already happened. Um, and you know you can kind of figure out. Um, it's also great to look at some of the letters to the editor and um, op-eds that have already gone out that help that kind of show some of the the language that the campaign has been using um, you know, with with these audiences. Um, but other than that, Lillian, you did a great job covering everything. I guess maybe just one last note also is that overall, Washingtonians are very supportive of sexual health education, and you know some of the um, research um, that the campaign has done has really helped show this. So I I think, uh, and Lillian, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but, you know, the the idea really is not kind of throwing yourself into, you know, the the toughest sort of crowds and trying to sway people who are, you know, kind of hard-nosed or soft-nosed even, but really trying to make sure that we're getting some of the folks who, you know, maybe are a little bit more on the fence and the folks who are sort of soft supporters. But right, you know, because of the really uh, kind of broad coalition and the, you know, work that's been done for um, quite a while, you know, to... um, and get, get us to where we are at this point. Um, there is very strong um, statewide support, and we really just want to make sure that we don't um, lose some of the you know, soft support um, and some of the folks who are more um, on the fence. But again, it's, um, you know, we, we really want to see um, kind of maintaining that support going into November.
7: It's my understanding as if everybody votes and they vote all the way down the ballot and they know that Approve keeps sex ed, it's gonna pass. So what we have to do is make sure everybody votes, everybody votes all the way down the ballot and they know that approve 90 is the positive stance to keep sex ed as it was passed by the legislature. And that, I mean, can't say it enough, approve 90, vote every item on your ballot um, is a big piece of what we have to do. So what indivisible groups can help with, as well as individuals, indivisible groups need to, from our perspective, help us out by getting more people aware of the resources available. So what we want you, if you're a leader or um, a communicator within your own indivisible group, is share these resources with everyone in your indivisible group. We don't want it to end right here with you as an individual. We want it to get to all 400, all 200, all 1,000 people in your Indivisible group, all of these resources. Right now, our Facebook page has 1,200 followers. With Indivisible alone, that should easily be at least five times that. So what will it take to get a quarter of your indivisible followers on Facebook to also follow Approve Washington and learn to amplify those messages as well as your own indivisible messages? And then as you engage as indivisibles with people talking about voting, keep on mentioning, work down the ballot, work down the ballot. If you've got people who have time and know how to phone bank, Please get a small team from your indivisible group to come to one of the the sessions. I put two up in the group chat. The PDF that's going to be available will have um, all of the sessions available. But if we could have essentially indivisible groups adopt timeframes for whatever works for them and lit drops in their area, it would be a huge manpower boost for this very small campaign. So we're really asking you to engage your team at that level with whatever influence you have with your folks. Please give to the campaign individually, even if it's $9, if it's $5, if it's $20 for 2020, whatever you can give individually. And if you have an email list, please look at um, uh, contacting Tyler, whose email I put in to get your own individual or groups act blue um, direct ask link and you can actually embed an act blue direct ask for r90 in an email that you send out as well as putting the general donation link on your social media assets and so we really want you to work down these assets not only individually but also with your indivisible group and then the easiest reach is like us on facebook comment and share like, comment and share, retweet. We all know that one.
4: It's a great point, we, we all know it but we don't all do it all the time and Indivisibles as a whole don't do this as much as they can. This is a great project for Indivisibles to be learning on. I also wanna highlight the synergies when Catherine talked about the importance of voting, voting your full ballot. There's a, um, a, really, a really great um, campaign uh Lin- Lin- Linda from indivisible would be uh, uh, started this going the vote your full ballot campaign. I just uh, dropped a link to their uh, public page there. You know all of this is just so synergistic with many other things that indivisibles are working on um, and so getting the word out about voting the full ballot that helps on many levels. Getting the word out about accurate information here hopes on helps on many levels. Get out the vote remind people to that it's approve r90 because not everybody knows that even people in indivisible groups don't all know that yet and then voting your full ballot three ways that that indivisibles can really make a difference here
7: so at that i think we want to open it up to questions so one of my questions for lillian and joseph given the geography that we've got represented on the call here is a little bit more than um, we always do is, are there any specific language groups that you would want to recruit someone to do outreach to where we've got the translation, but we may not have a way of getting that information um, out to uh, the population that it speaks to?
3: That's a great question and one I don't have an immediate answer to. Joseph, I invite you to jump in if you do. It would be great to hear who, what, what the geographies are represented here? Um, because while I don't have an answer, um, I'd love to pass it off to um, uh, that question to some of our campaign managers to see if they do. I,
2: I can also just speak a little bit from just from my own experience working with Asian American Pacific Islander communities, um, because this actually, you know, a lot of this was designed very um, intentionally, um, kind of, you know, formed with some of our own input um, for you know, selecting languages and. So, for example, um, thinking about uh, which languages you know normally get um, selected for this kind of campaign, slight like translations, you know, we always think about uh, you know what what are some of the largest populations? We kind of look at you know what languages is you know King County serving in terms of you know the ballots, uh, Secretary of State's office. You know what languages are they looking at? But then also looking at you know what what do our communities need from from our perspective as well. So you know, Vietnamese and Chinese are, are always kind of our top two for Asian Pacific Islander communities. And we usually have, we're lucky to have um, community partners who are supporting this and actually helped with the translations and are helping get that out you know, to the communities they serve. Um, then thinking about, for example, um, Korean you know, is um, maybe not quite as high as numbers, but we have a lot of folks um, you know, in those communities who have uh, limited English proficiency. And one that kind of surprises people, perhaps, is Marshallese, because it's um, you know, not one that a lot of people are as familiar with, but folks from the Marshall Islands. Um, we have, you know, a growing population here. And so we've been working directly with um, it's the um, COFA Alliance National Network. And COFA stands for the Compact of Free Association, which is um, the agreement that um, the Marshall Islands has with the U.S. Um, in terms of um, there's a lot of history there, obviously, but um, it allows um, folks from the Marshall Islands to uh, live and work in Washington State um, without actually having um, gone through like a formal citizenship process. But it's um, it, it's one of the kind of growing communities we've seen, but it's also part of our own equity commitment to making sure that Pacific Islanders are represented in um, AAPI um, advocacy, because even within API spaces, they can sometimes be um, you know, seen as and um, actually really being you know, neglected, um, you know, let alone within just kind of the broader POC or even just mainstream um, advocacy work. So, you know, we've been lucky that we have, you know, kind of this um, a network. So the Asia Pacific Islander Coalition has chapters um, in six counties around the state. And, you know, we rely on this network actually for reaching um, the folks who speak over 40 different um, languages and dialects that ACRS itself um, serves. So I don't know if that necessarily kind of you know answered the question but um you know we've we we have through our sort of partner been able to reach you know the the communities that um you kind of see reflecting the translations and really it's kind of formed based on our our input
4: so i think that's why we're able to cover all of those
7: great thank you
4: okay well th- thanks everybody for joining us
0: and that'll do it for today's show thanks again to Indivisible Plus Washington John Pincus Joseph Lockman Lillian Lanier Annie Forsman Adams Catherine Cleveland and Lizel Rebujio our website is indivisiblepodcast.org and our email address is indivisiblepodcast at gmail.com the Washington State Indivisible Podcast is a production of Get Creative Inc and is part of the Demcast family of podcasts learn more about Demcast at demcastusa.com thanks this week to Catherine Sears. special thanks to Lori Cowell, and as always my thanks to you for listening Talk to you next time. Bye.